Kerry Phipps back again with Connecting with Confidence podcast and we are conversing with Julie Woods, that blind woman from New Zealand. <laughs> Hello, Kerry. Hello, listeners. <laughs> hey, Julie. So you've been sharing your keys to adapting to extraordinary change and, uh, and that was first published in your book, How to Make a Silver Lining, which is just beautiful. And uh, I really appreciate how you've been sharing your story with us through these episodes and today is key number eight which is tell your story <laughs> so did you find it challenging at first to tell your story how did you you know stumble yes. into this or step into this purposefully yeah, no. did someone ask you and you said why not somebody asked me Kerry I had <laughs> been blind for two years and one of the fundraisers at Blind Foundation asked me if I would come and speak to a group of donors. Mm. And I thought, me? What am I going to talk about? <laughs> I've got nothing to, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm less than than more than. I've, I've gone blind and I haven't done anything. And then I got home, I said, why not? Yeah. And I thought when I got home, well, what is it that I have done? I, okay, I've gone blind. What have I done in that time? And I thought, well, I've looked after the kids as a, a young blind mother. Yeah. I've learnt how to do cooking without looking. Yep. And I've learnt how to use my white cane. Yeah. So I went back out to the Blind Foundation here in the Dunedin office and I spoke to those group of donors and to my surprise they were interested in what I had to say which <laughs> being a mother of two young boys didn't happen very often. <laughs> they <laughs> Having a room go quiet as you can imagine Kerry for a speaker who's blind is very quite disconcerting because you, you can't sort of sense the room very well but I have learnt since that when people go quiet it's because they're listening intently yes you know and yeah. I think this is useful for for sighting sighted speakers also to notice that when people are just staring at you that that doesn't mean they're bored they could be like so fixated on what you're saying they can be totally engaged and some people when they're totally engaged they just look completely blank yeah because well, it, they're not trying right. to hold an expression mm. they're not trying to be polite they're just like hanging mm. off your every word and um yeah it's interesting so as as you developed your speaking practice you could sense the room and knew that they were with you i did yeah. I knew I knew that the sound of a, a door closing <laughs> meant that somebody had left or the sound of a snore we'll meant that someone was asleep. So <laughs> there, there were more dangerous cues than, <laughs> than, than <laughs> silence. And I left that room feeling very buoyed by the experience. And it made me feel really good that I'd actually stopped and thought about the things that I had done. Because yeah. up until that moment, I was just moving on and trying to learn new things and doing the best I can, but not stopping and thinking about what it was I had done in my first two years as a blind person. Yeah. So I felt very confident once I left the room about what I'd done and what, about the story that I was able to tell those people. Yeah. And the opportunities just kept coming. 
do you want to come and speak to a group of donors in Timaru, which is a, a town north of Dunedin? And it was when I was, that day I was standing at the door after I'd spoken and people came filing past as they do. Mm. And this man took my hand and he said, hello, Julie, my name's John. He said, and I'm going blind. Mm. And before today, I was scared. But after listening to your story, I'm no longer frightened. Yeah. And I thought, wow, if that's something that I can do to one person, then maybe I can do it for other people as well. And that gave me the encouragement just to keep telling my story. Yeah, that's really powerful. You know, and we need to remember that when somebody comes and says something like that about the impact that it's had, that other people have gone away and thought that. And other people have gone away and told somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. I heard this speaker today and they said something that really put me at ease, that really helped me feel better about what I'm going through or that gave me a sense of possibility. You know, we are making a difference that we just don't even see, that we don't no. know about. And uh, so those stories, though, the, um, the John in your life is representative of so many more. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to have happen and have happened ever since since I kept telling my story and writing the books of course mm. as well having people come back and say those things so that's why I find telling your story so important yeah. it's an ancient tradition we've been doing it for thousands of years it's how we learn from each other it's how we share our wisdom yeah and it it, it might just be that you speak to the part of someone's heart who, who is listening and is going through something similar. It might not be mm. blindness. It might be disability. It might be illness. It might be job redundancy. But someone who has, is feeling, you know, in a similar way that you've been feeling and they mm. can connect with you when yeah. you're telling your story. I think that's a really great thing to be able to do. And it's a privilege to be able to share that. Yeah, absolutely. And Julie, can you tell us about when you've been inspired by somebody else's story? Who, who are the people whose stories have inspired you well, or encouraged I, you? <laughs> I guess lots of blind people. Yeah. I've had the privilege of being able to mix with them and just learn from them telling their stories of reading with their fingers or walking half marathons mm. or mowing their shoe mowing their lawn with one shoe on and one shoe off <laughs> you know so they could tell with their mowing so oh i see yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that um a little while ago and i was like oh i just didn't get it but now i get it today because you, yeah. you feel yep yeah. so what is the one shoe on for safety for that foot <laughs> one, you probably could have two shoes. I probably couldn't be bothered taking the other one off. Uh, yeah, but I, I guess, yeah, you'd feel the grass that's been mowed. That's, that's very clever. Absolutely. But yeah. then, of course, broaden it out, Kerry, and Louis Braille. Yes. My love of Louis Braille, the little French boy who at the age of three crept into his father's workshop and had an accident with a sharp tool called yeah. an awl, then went on to to go to the first school for the blind in Paris and 
invent a system of reading and writing that now bears his name. Yeah. I mean, I was completely inspired by his story. Yeah, yeah. I thought you would say that. So, yeah, yeah, so I guess a blind school back then, before Braille, would have been completely different. And then he creates it. It is really quite inspiring. Very incredible. Well, he, he, at the age of 10 in 1819, hopped onto a horse and cart with his father, Simon René Braille, who spent the next four hours um, taking Louis to the first school for the blind in Paris. So imagine mm-hmm. being the father of a 10-year-old blind boy and dropping him off at a school yeah. in Paris, which was four hours away by horse and cart, and then Gosh. turning around and and going home it's a huge um act of faith yeah but it was exactly the right thing for louis because it was while he was there that the school was visited by an army captain who had a form of night writing that was based on 12 dots and it was that code that louis braille got hold of and spent the next three years adapting to create the code that uh, is based on six dots yeah, so he simplified it. Mm. As a 12-year-old boy would. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, sometimes adults can get caught up in complicated things, but um, if we can simplify, that is incredible, and that's changed so many people's stories. And what it did for me was made me think, well, you mean you can do some good with your blindness? Mm. And it made me realise that I could have a positive impact on the world. Yes. Yeah, that was, and for me, that was a big thing. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, even without that, you have an incredible impact on the world, but that, you know, has amplified your reach so much too, hasn't it? But it was his story, Kerry, that made me think, that I did want to do some good with my blindness. I couldn't see the point of going blind unless I did some good with it. Yeah. And I think that as human beings, we all have that responsibility. And I'd like to think that I could leave the world in a better place than when I found, you know, than how I found it. Yes. Just do something that had an impact, a positive impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we look at our adversity, we want something good to come out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? So we create that. We create the the positive outcomes. Yeah, and I think by way of opportunity and doing all those things that we've talked about over these last seven podcasts, like asking for help and finding peer support and writing Mm. your own rules, setting goals, finding your own solutions, laughing at yourself and trying something once, they're all things that help us build our new story. Yes. And... That's what telling your story is all about. Yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, let's explore some keys to telling your story. Where do we start? You said that you started with, what have I done? Well, that's, yeah, that's right. Wow, yeah, where does your story begin? That's, there's a quote about Yeah, that's that. a great question. Yeah, where does your, it's when your story changes um, or when your life changes, that's where your story begins. You can start with writing down a list of things that you can do. Yeah. And writing down a list of things that you have done. Yeah. They can be clues. Mm. I 
had to give a speech at our 10 years antenatal class in 2003 and I thought once again what am I going to talk about <laughs> so I wrote a timeline from 1993 to 19 uh, to 2003 and mm. beside each year I wrote one thing that happened to me in that year mm. and that became my story which yeah. began with Zach being born and yep. of course the year that we started in our antenatal group and then mm. it just moved through birth of Sebastian and going blind then becoming a single blind parent so I had these moments um, for each year that became my story for that night when I stood up mm. and spoke at that 10-year antenatal group function yeah yeah so re creating a timeline is mm. uh, yeah a really good way to reflect on your story so okay. what have I done what can I do and uh, and what have I been learning about myself you know that's a question that's come up so much through coaching and I know that you also really reflect on what am I learning here or what have I learned mm. yeah mm. and sometimes people might think Kerry that they don't have a story that's mm. I mean I certainly felt like that at the beginning and you don't have to have gone blind or done what you think are amazing things it can be in the way that you tell your story as well and describe the, what you've learned from a situation that's happened to you it might be mm. you know flunking out of school or and then then learning from that and then going on to do something different that could be your story yeah you know and I noticed I think maybe it was last episode we we're talking about you know the assumptions that we make and I think we can assume things about our audience. But, you know, this is a conversation I had with somebody else recently who was wanting to share their story but hesitating because it's like, who wants to know it? Mm. But there's always someone, isn't there, who can benefit from your story? Absolutely. I find we yeah, have to get out of our own way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, we're, as I say, it's, a, it's our ancient um, wisdom. It's what our ancestors did. They sat around and told stories they mm. write them down they spoke them and and I think that we all have the power to do that whatever the story is yeah yeah and your story is a gift and I really appreciate you sharing your story here with me uh, with our listeners and you know everyone who hears your story or reads your story whether it's through your website whether they have the privilege of being at one of your cooking without looking demonstrations <laughs> or <laughs> something fun that you're doing in New Zealand uh, hopefully we'll um, have you over in Australia speaking at some point uh, when traveling's happening again yeah. um, you know there are so many uh, far-reaching places that that already have heard your story that you don't even know about Julie and I think that's that's a really profound thing to realize like John um, who told you about the impact there are so many people mm. who haven't thought to tell you or haven't haven't thought that it would matter to you <laughs> I think um, sometimes you don't tell somebody because you think everybody else would have or who are you to encourage that person yeah but, uh, that's right and wouldn't it be wonderful Kerry if everyone who listened to this podcast then went out and told their story yes and, and imagine then if those all those people that they spoke to then went out and told their story 
and and the ripple effect would would just be amazing yes because there's always someone who will relate who will appreciate it so yeah let's take that time especially at the moment it might be a good time to start writing your story to you know maybe dot point your story or mind map it but just uh you know i think that timeline is really helpful and i do that at the end of every year to recap on the year what's the story of 2018 what's the story of 2019 and uh yeah i realized that a theme from last year that uh, will probably become more of a theme this year and something that i've said to you julie and i want to say it again and that is you make a bigger difference than you know and when we reflect on things like that and we realize that that's a key theme or a part of the story then it inspires us to share the story more and so yeah so i hope that you are further inspired to continue telling your story (laughs) and helping people identify and share their story also because we make a bigger difference than we know that's right and i think while people are in these times of COVID-19 that journaling is a good way to start recording your story yes and and just writing and not thinking about the outcome just writing and writing each day yes what are your thoughts down whatever they are and at the end of it you have access to some material that that could be used to tell your own story yeah absolutely Thank you so much, Julie, for sharing your story, for sharing all of these keys to adapting to extraordinary change. I feel like it's been so timely, so useful and inspiring, of course. And uh, so I want to say again, thank you for connecting with me and with everyone in your world. Thank you, Kerry. And it's been a, a gift to be able to share this time with you and to reconnect and just have these great conversations. So thank you for your time and your love. You are so welcome. Very easy to love you, Julie. You're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And one day I will get to meet you face to face and give you a big, big hug. (laughs) I can't believe that we haven't met. I don't, it's not even going to be a thing because it'll be like we've all always felt like we've always met anyway. It's it's a funny thing, isn't it? I know sometimes you say to people like, have we met before face to face? I feel like we have, but I don't think that's actually occurred. Um, So, yeah, I know it will feel like that. So uh, thank you again. And I will be back with more exciting, inspiring, insightful episodes with more people I have connected with over the years. And and I know that there are people I will be interviewing who I haven't met yet, haven't Mm. encountered at all. But I know that they're going to suddenly appear in my world and I'll say, let's have a conversation because I know people will want to hear your story. Thanks, Julie. And thank you to everyone who's joined us today.